KYW News Radio Original Podcasts. Chester County is the wealthiest county in Pennsylvania. It's one of the first suburbs southwest of Philadelphia, has a median income of $110,000, and is known for its rolling hills and rural properties as much as it is for its charming main streets. But still, some people in Chester County are struggling, especially since food assistance programs from the pandemic era expired. Our demand here at the food bank has gone up over 26% because of that emergency allotment ending. That's Nick Mbessi. He's the senior manager of advocacy and government relations at the Chester County Food Bank. The food bank recently released its annual impact report, and it has some powerful stories to tell about how high the stakes can get when people have to choose between basic needs. This is the reality. These are the things that people are facing every single day, whether they're gonna pay their rent or pay for food whether they're going to get their life-saving heart surgery completed or are they going to pay for food. I think it's very important that our elected officials hear these stories. I'm Matt Leon, and today on KYW News Radio In-Depth, what lessons from a local food bank can tell us about big-picture issues affecting the country? The thing that caught my eye was the impact report that you guys put out it's an annual report so obviously this is something you do every year for people who aren't familiar what are you kind of looking at with this report and what do you take into consideration when you're putting it together yeah so we basically go over what our impact was over the last year and we look at you know how much food we distributed we look at the amount of neighbors we have served We look at our programming and we really just try to show what kind of impact we have made on the community. Our impact report this year really shows some of the challenges that our neighbors are facing in Chester County, but it also shows how as a food bank, we were able to rise to that challenge and really overcome some of the struggles and some of the economic pressures that we're facing our neighbors in Chester County. I have done a lot of discussions with people running food banks in across the Delaware Valley, and I'm amazed and alarmed at the idea that we're three years basically removed from the height of the pandemic. And a lot of these places, the need has not receded, and in some cases, it's gotten even higher. Are you in that same boat? Yes. So one of the big impacts that has taken place here in Chester County and and actually across the Commonwealth and across the country is during COVID, there was a emergency SNAP allotment. SNAP is formerly known as food stamps. That ended in February of this year. Okay. So beginning in March, everybody's SNAP benefits went back down to the original amounts. To give you an idea, the average household in Chester County lost $192 a month in SNAP benefits. Since this has taken place, Our demand here at the food bank has gone up over 26%. So we are serving 26% more individuals or providing more individuals with more food because of that emergency allotment ending. In addition to that, we're seeing a huge impact from the inflation. You know, inflation has drove up the cost of, of food at the grocery store. And in addition, it's, it's drove up our, it drove up our own cost here at the food bank. You know, our costs have increased by over 27%, and we have spent over $1 million more year over year in providing food to our community. Has the person in need changed as far as the average person that's coming? Has the dynamic changed of who is 
in need? You know, I don't know if I can provide data exactly on that point, but we can talk about the uh, ineligibility gap and how expensive it is to live in Chester County and how more people in Chester County in particular are being pushed into this threshold where they're making too much money to qualify for social assistance programs like SNAP, but they're they're not making enough money to get by in Chester County. So for example, in Chester County, according to the MIT Living Calculator, a family of four with two working adults to meet all their needs, including utilities, transportation, housing, food, childcare, they have to make $111,072 a year to meet their needs. If you're looking at the threshold for a family of four to receive SNAP benefits, it's a little over $55,000. You're seeing that gap there of people are making too much money for the programs, but they're not nearly making enough money to get by in Chester County. And we're really serving those individuals. You know, just to give you uh, further information as to, you know, what kind of changes we've seen, just last year, that MIT living calculator was $106,000, $108,000. So it's increased, you know, three, $4,000 or even more since the last report was given. It's just showing that the cost of living continues to go up in Chester County, and that's really putting a strain on the ability for our neighbors to be able to purchase the food that they need and depend on. And I think you mentioned you spent a million dollars more on food, and you guys distributed 10% more food over this past fiscal year than the, the year before. Is that correct? Yeah. So it was about 3.5 million pounds before, and now we're up to 3.67 million pounds. We, we've seen a definite increase. When we talk to our, our uh, partner agencies out in the community, they've all seen increases. And that's definitely reflected in the purchase ordering that they're putting in, requesting additional food from the food bank. A lot of our pantries, a lot of the, not our pantries, our community partners, they also have robust volunteer bases at them and they collect their own food in addition to what we're providing. What are the next set of challenges you are anticipating having to deal with? Like, I'm sure you guys always kind of have one eye ahead as far as programs that are either on the chopping block or need to be extended or raised, stuff like that. What are the the things you're keeping an eye on that are the concerns that you're going to have to deal with, let's say, over the next year? Yeah, so the the one thing that I'm really monitoring and following is the Farm Bill in Congress. That is up for reauthorization. It's up for reauthorization every five years. It was actually due September 30th, but because of the gridlock in Washington, D.C. right now, it was not reauthorized. It's not looking like it's going to be completed and probably until the first quarter of next year. And in the Farm Bill, there's very important programs. SNAP benefits are in the Farm Bill. A program that we depend on called TFAP, which is it stands for the Emergency Food Assistance Program. About 15% of the food that we distribute comes from government-sourced food, um, and one of the biggest ones is TFAP. That funding has stayed level for quite a few years. So we're really looking at you know, how the Congress is going to approach these programs, whether they're going to try and put additional working requirements on for a program like SNAP, what the eligibility requirements might be, uh, and things of that nature. So we're really keeping a pulse on that. We just had Congresswoman Houlihan at the food bank in August talk about the farm bill, talk about what our priorities are and what we really need to see in order to get the food that our neighbors need. 
And you said that that expired the 30th, and if you're not expecting it till the first quarter, I guess that's probably worst-case scenario right now you're looking at. What happens in that duration? Does Do things just kind of continue at the, the same level? The, the plug's not pulled completely, correct? That's correct, yeah. It would stay at the same funding levels until they can reauthorize it. So how have the last few years, how has that changed how you guys approach things? And I don't mean just spending more money or, you know, buying more. Have you had to become more nimble? Have you had to kind of change focus? Have you had to adapt new practices to to, to deal with things? Like how have things changed specifically for how you guys do things over the last few years? Yeah, so we we implemented a we implemented a lot of uh, educational services. We have a workforce development program, which is called Fresh Start Kitchen. We bring individuals into the food bank who are facing barriers to employment. We train them through the entire process of working in a kitchen and they leave safe cert and 80% of those individuals leave employed out of the program. You know, we created uh, sunshine meals. They were really for COVID. We just didn't want to call them COVID meals. So we called them sunshine meals. And we've continued that program, providing food, providing those frozen meals to the community. We're well prepared for whatever challenges we face. We have an emergency fund available to us to purchase food in the event that something occurs that we are not aware of. So, you know, we're just chugging along and we're going to continue doing what we always do. And that's being here for our neighbors in Chester County. And, you know, we'll continue with our programming. We'll continue distributing the food to our partner agencies. And, you know, we'll continue to advocate for the programs that our neighbors depend on and that the food bank depends on in order to meet the growing need. We need to take a break. We will have more with Nick and Bessie right after this. This is KYW News Radio In-Depth. And we are back on KWW News Radio In-Depth, continuing our conversation with Nick Imbessi. He is the Government Relations Manager for the Chester County Food Bank. One thing for me, on the outside looking in, that has been incredibly frustrating over the last couple of years, not just with food banks, but with kind of other social programs. And you talk about that emergency stuff that was put through at the beginning of the pandemic. A lot of these things helped a lot of people on a lot of fronts. And it kind of felt like we were finally getting some things right as far as understanding how to approach, you know, helping people. How frustrating is it for you and for everybody at the food bank to see these programs expiring? Because a lot of people, I think, think, oh, well, the pandemic's over, so we don't need to do that anymore. And maybe not digging into like how much these things help. Yeah. So, you know, that's a very good question. It can become quite frustrating when you see these types of programs on the chopping block. I think the part that's most frustrating to me is the misconceptions. So, for example, for SNAP benefits, over 50% of SNAP recipients in Pennsylvania are either children or seniors. So you're not talking about individuals who are just sitting at home. You're, you're talking about, uh, you know, people who have worked their whole lives and you're talking about children. That's the majority of people receiving SNAP benefits in Pennsylvania. You know, there is working requirements in place for people ages 18 to 54. Then there's another large population who are uh, who have disabilities, who are disabled. So, you know, it's really the misconceptions that 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 make it frustrating because we need to understand that there are there is a large portion of individuals in Chester County 
who are working multiple jobs and they're still not making enough money to get by. You know, I'll give you an example. I was assisting because we have a SNAP program here at the food bank and I used to run that program. Now I oversee it. And we were assisting an elderly woman in Southern Chester County. She was collecting social security. She worked her whole life. She was collecting social security. In fact, she was she was a cafeteria worker at a, at a local school district. And she was working 12 to 15 hours a week at a local grocery store. She wasn't making enough money to get by. And she had a life-threatening heart condition. And she called the food bank and was talking to us about her options. And she couldn't afford to not work those 12 to 15 hours a week at the grocery store. But she needed to get off. She needed to stop working for three months to deal with this heart situation she had because it was going to require surgery at the time because she depended on that that money from the local grocery store to buy her food. So, you know, these are the this is the reality. These are the things that people are facing every single day, whether they're going to pay their rent or pay for food, whether they're going to get their life saving heart surgery completed or are they going to pay for food? So these are the situations that people are going through every day. And I think it's very important that our elected officials hear these stories and that, you know, that this is the reality today for a lot of people. We're not just talking about a small majority here. This is a lot of people who are making the decision of, you know, things that they need or are they going to buy food? Uh, we have a, a, a cost of living crisis in southeastern Pennsylvania here, specifically in Chester County. The housing affordability is non-existent. If you're looking at the average home listing prices in Chester County, they're nearly $600,000 is the average housing list, house listing in Chester County. You know, you have average rents pushing $2,000 a month and it's really squeezing people. Um, we had somebody the other day I talked to here at the food bank, they went to re-sign their lease and the leasing agent, leasing company wanted $1,500 to re-sign the lease. And then their rent was going to go up another $500. So this is just reality. You know, it's it gets to the point where, you know, when are we going to really face the realities that this is what's happening and people need help? How much does, from the outside looking in, the, the thought of Chester County is a affluent hurt what you're trying to do because maybe you don't get the attention of some other areas that are looked at as low income. Do you find that that kind of hurts you when you're at the table trying to get help from officials and stuff like that, or does it not really play in? Well, that's where my job comes in. So being government relations, I go out and I talk to our state delegation. I meet with our, our uh, congresswoman. I've met with Senator Bob Casey. He's been here to the food bank. So it's really my job to make our elected officials know the reality. And, you know, we are the wealthiest county in the Commonwealth. We are in the top 25 wealthiest counties in the nation. But that doesn't mean there's a huge, there's not a huge disparity or a gap here in the county. You know, we have areas in Chester County that need more help than others. You know, people will question, you know, second guess just how much, you know, support Chester County needs. We're talking about thousands of people, tens of thousands of people in Chester County need help. So, you know, it is a barrier that we face sometimes, depending on the audience that we're speaking with. But like I said, that's where I come in and I 
you know, give a reality check of this is what's happening. This is the reality. And people in Chester County, even though it is an affluent county, people need help. And, you know, being that it's an affluent county, that makes the cost of living a lot more expensive. So you're leaving more people behind here in Chester County because of that. People hear this and want to help. What would you uh, say to them how to help? Yeah, so we would be grateful for any donations we receive, whether it's food or monetary. You know, monetary donations, it does allow us to purchase the food that we need most at any given time. It does allow us to purchase those dairy items and, you know, protein and vegetables and things of that nature. If people want to donate just like non-perishables to the food bank, we will gladly accept that and we would be very grateful for that as well. So, you know, it's really a twofold. We need non-perishables. You know, some of our neighbors don't have access to, you know, refrigerators and things of that nature. But, you know, we also need, you know, the monetary donations to purchase the food that really can't be donated. So to answer your question, we would appreciate any support that our community could give us. And if people are looking to donate, help out, what should they do as far as how do they contact you? Where should they go? Yeah, our website, ChesterCountyFoodBank.org. Everything's on there. Get involved where you can sign up to be a volunteer. There's a donation uh, link in the upper right-hand corner to donate to the food bank. There's even uh, food drive toolkits on the website where you can see exactly what items are most needed, provide flyers. We tell you, you know, walk you through the entire process. So that's what I would recommend is just going to our website. And, you know, when in doubt, if you have any questions, you just give the food bank a call, 610-873-6000, 610-873-6000. And uh, one of our, our staff members or volunteers would be happy to assist. That's it for this episode of KYW News Radio In-Depth. You can listen to the podcast free anytime on the Odyssey app, and you can find it wherever you listen to your favorite shows. I'm Matt Leon, and we'll have another episode out soon.